Hello, I'm Amy Keeley and this is the Travel Weekly Podcast. Our guest on this episode is the President and Chief Executive of Virgin Voyages, Tom McAlpin. He was once quoted as saying other cruise brands were vanilla and Virgins would be sassy and sexy. Whether that will be the case remains to be seen with the first ship not due to launch until 2020, but you can probably assume a lot of cruise convention will be thrown overboard. He caught up with our Editor-in-Chief Lucy Huxley on a recent visit to London. So I am joined now by Tom McAlpin, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Virgin Voyages. Hi, Tom. Hi, Lucy. How are you? I'm great. It's been lovely spending the day with your team and then, of course, this evening with you. And we've heard lots and lots more about the brand, which you didn't know before. Uh, One of the things I'd first have liked to ask you about this rebellious luxe uh, tagline that you're giving to your new brand, your new ship. So tell us how you came about that, what it means, and how you think agents can use that when they're trying to attract new customers. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a great question. And as we talk to, you know, our, our future sailors, and we talk to, to our, our first mates, our travel agents, you know, what we, we what they ask us all the time is, well, tell us about what category you're in. You know, are you premium? Are you, you know, a luxury category? And we say, well, you know what, we're in a category all of ourselves. Because the premium category is really not that much premium over the rest of the business. And luxury sounds too fl- unflexible, sounds too stuffy. So we think about, you know, when people think about luxury, you know, they think about, you know, marble as far as the eye can see and 16 glasses in front of you uh, at dinner and you're served by a stuffy waiter in a tuxedo with white gloves. And for us, that's not luxury. We think about luxury as, you know, getting things when you want it, you know, where you want it, when you want it. We think about a little bit of, you know, misbehaving and breaking the rules sometimes. You know, we think about Richard Branson walking on a table, dancing on a table, right? That's the type of luxury where you can, you know, really be yourself uh, in a great setting, in a quality. It's all about quality, though. At, so a bit at the end cheeky, of the day. bit decadent. A bit cheeky, but fun, uh, flexibility, but always quality. Okay, fantastic. So that's where you're positioning uh, the brand. Now, uh, you've just recently announced uh, your commission structures and your sort of commercial terms with your first mates, as you call them. This is first mates are your travel agent partners. So you talked about how you're going to make every element of the cruise commissionable, and that's gone down very well, certainly in the UK. Talk us through why you did that and why that sets you apart. Well, I'll tell you, just like when we talk to our sailors about what they want from an experience, we talk to our first mates, and we wanted to, we had a long time to think about this, and we get the benefit of starting from scratch, and, and talk to them about, you know, what would they like to see, and what are the pain points, and that what you hear from them is, it's so complicated, of the commission structure, and, you know, I get paid a commission, I get a higher, maybe a higher commission percentage, but it's really not, when you take and adjust for everything else, and they adjust for things like non-commissionable fares, and we just... When you say, you know, what are, when you really think about non-commissional fares, what is that? And why should you deduct a portion of the fare? So we said, let's keep this simple. We're going to pay a commission on everything that, that, that our first mate sell, everything. And, you know, we've included a lot of extras and things already in the fare. So effectively, we're paying commission on gratuities. We're paying commission on uh, taxes and fees. We're paying commission on, on shore, uh, shore things or shore excursions that, uh, that folks want to add it. So we want this to entice, make it s- simple, make it more than fair, and entice our first mates to sell Virgin Voyages. 
Okay, sounds very good. Now, uh, let's talk about the ship, because you've just come back from Genoa. Oh, it's, it's fab. Okay. Absolutely so fabulous. All right, so we've seen, so it's uh, the, the, the main part that the ship is built. You've still got to do all the steel, interiors, of steel course. Structures, steel structures completed. She's, uh, she's painted for the most part on the lower sections. I mean, she has a glossy finish of this, you know, this very silvery, two shades of kind of silvery grays, smoky glass on the, on the, on the sides of the ship that, that just kind of bow that is, you know, uh, will be recognized anywhere. A very modern, chic looking, very futuristic in some regards, but we took inspiration from super yachts. So the, the exterior of the ship is finished, all the steel, if you will, and they're already beginning to do outfitting inside. So I saw some spaces, I didn't want to tell anyone, but there are some spaces that already had the walls finished, but we just had plastic uh, covering and oh, really? protection on them. So it's coming together really nice. The ship floated out um, a couple days ago. We'll come down to the outfitting dock um, in the next couple of days, and then we'll begin one year, basically, of outfitting the ship, and she'll be ready about a year from now. So we're really excited. All right, now what I'm excited about, and I hopefully my readers and, uh, and listeners will be excited about, is that you have to come via the UK en route to Miami where Scarlet Lady is going to be based. L Lucy, you are ruthless. You just won't give up on this. <laughs> How much time are we going to spend in the UK? I love it. I love it. But are you going to be able to stop off in the UK and uh, showcase this fantastic new ship to the UK travel industry? Why not? I would say. Why shouldn't we? I mean, we are a British company at heart. Our roots are here. We have, you know, the highest awareness levels anywhere right here in the UK. I think the UK Okay, folks love us here. We love them, um, and we want to showcase it. And Richard wants to, Richard wants to showcase his new baby off to all of his friends. So yes, we will come to the UK. How long and where we will go, I'm not at liberty to say yet. But hey, it'll be substantial. It'll be a good. It'll be a nice visit. Okay. Well, we look forward to that. Oh, so do I. Before that, of course, uh, you and I are going to see each other in Southampton in May at the Clear Conference. Uh, you're going to have 600, 700 agents there. What's the key message? Because this is not just about talking to agents currently selling crews, is it? You're trying to attract uh, other agents and people who might have customers who perhaps haven't tried a cruise right. before, or maybe they've been on a cruise and it's not quite the right one. So there's there's, there's a lot to play for here with right, your brand. Right. And, and you know, we're going to be at Clear, which tra these, these agents are for first mates, primarily sell cruise, or mm -hmm. at least sell a lot of it. So, you know, one of the things that that we want to emphasize is that this is not just a new cruise vacation. This isn't going and attacking the cruise industry. This is about creating a new way to vacation. So at the same time, so we're creating something that's new and unique. We take inspiration from the all-inclusives. We have created something that's very unique, you know, adult by design, uh, must be over 18 to be on board, you know, a, a, an experience that is unlike anything else with, you know, dining, uh, unique dining and unique uh, uh, entertainment experiences. Um, but we also know that there's a segment of the cruise population today that really aren't being fully how should I say, um, fully satisfied with the cruise experience. They okay. want something different. They want something a little more edgy. They want something a little more fun with flexibility. And uh, we think we bring that to them. So w this will be just talking about what we do that's different. Not to say that the industry is bad. We're just different. Okay. And we're providing a different perspective on it. And we think we do that in a fun way. Okay. Now, you mentioned dining there. I think that's really interesting because we've, we've talked about how you're abandoning the, the sort of stereotypical cruise ship buffet. 
and uh, maybe bringing perhaps a more of a sort of um, a market town, of, you know, like where, where you can just go and choose things. It's cooked for you fresh. Yeah, That's we, quite revolutionary it, for well, a cruise it's, line. It's revolutionary in a lot of different ways. We, we have, you know, we have the concept that we have six different restaurants on board. I mean, we really have six, if you want to put it in cruise terms, I don't like to put in cruise terms, but you put in cruise terms, we have six specialty restaurants on board. And we, we don't charge extra for them. You know, if you want to go to and get a great meal, especially restaurants are where you do it, right? So we have got six special, every night on a cruise, you can have a different meal. It's on us. It's part of the cruise fare. But, you know, uh, uh, even uh, in addition to that, the way we think about buffets, we don't we don't like the term buffets. There's a lot of waste there, uh, a lot of food that's well, really... This is a big thing for you guys. Uh, we have, sustainability it's, and... It's, it's about sustainability. It's about waste. But it's also travel. about cooking food that is cooked, prepared right for you. Yeah. You know, a la minute, um, and, and it's, it's fresh. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, if you could think about... Um, some of your finer dining places, but combination of that with you know the, the best food trucks that are in Austin, Texas, yeah, right? Yeah. And so you get that fresh food, and it, it's really good and yummy. But I don't have to wait a long time for it, and and nothing goes to waste. Brilliant. You know, buffets. There's a lot of food that's prepared. People put too much food on their plate, and we just want to get away from that. Yeah, they do. Uh Water, straws, single-use plastics. This is all something that you're really focused on. I know lots of other cruise lines are sort of doing it yeah, now and, I and hope trying that to play catch-up. You're going to start, aren't I hope you? That right they all, I hope that they all, and the, many of them have started, yeah. right? We take it to a whole new level. We want to see ourselves as being, you know, the one of the cleanest fleets at sea. And, and the cruise industry, frankly, does a, does a pretty good job. But we see ourselves, conservation and environmentality is in our DNA. It starts with Richard. Richard lives on an island, you know, in the Caribbean. He lives in Reese. He started the Ocean Elders. So we think about conservation and environmentality every day. So we have a policy that we will have no plastic water bottles, no single-use plastic and bottles. That is a big, a big step, step for a cruise line because you would absolutely. normally we'll, get to sell we, bottles we'll, of water we'll lose, for a lot of money. We'll lose a lot of money in doing it, but it's the right thing we think do. it's the right thing to do. We'll have a natural, well, filtered uh, Natura water uh, and sparkling water on the ships free of charge. Right. A lot of other things are free of charge as well, but we think this is the right thing to do if we really want to make a difference. And we really want to, and we have the same policy in our office, by the way. I mean, no plastic water bottles in our office. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, and we want everything to be reusable. Plastics are okay as long as they're reusable. Now, you just mentioned Richard. We're talking, of course, about Sir Richard Branson, who is the founder of the Virgin brand and obviously behind this cruise line. I'm interested to know how involved Richard has been and is day to day in bringing this cruise line to fruition. Well, first of all, Richard has been a phenomenal supporter of this business. He loves this business. He loves this brand. Uh, he's been uh, actively involved in the strategy of getting into this business for many years. Uh, but Richard has also, you know, has built nine one billion dollar businesses, and he realizes that he can't be actively involved in all of them. I think what he realizes is to hire great people and let them do their job. I've I have a similar philosophy, and my, you know, my philosophy is I can't build this company myself. Um, I have to have a great team to do that. So he's and got nine billion dollar businesses. <laughs> no pressure, Tom. No pressure. Successful <laughs> businesses. I feel the pressure every day, but he's been incredibly successful. But he, but you know, while he's not involved in the day to day, he gets involved in, in things that he loves. He gets involved in the environment uh, aspects of it. He gets involved in things like uniforms because the uniforms say something about the employees. Richard is big into making sure that we take care of our crew and making them take, proud to work for the brand. We, I know he's really yes, and and people when they put those uniforms on, there's a certain you know sparkle that they have. 
have. There's a certain, you know, you know, a, a step that they have. It makes them feel good yeah. uh, about who they are and who they work for. And Richard makes sure that we find the uniforms that they're proud of and comfortable. Right. So he gets involved in that, and he gets involved in, in events to make sure that we're doing the right thing and getting the right attention. He's a fun guy to work for. He's pretty intense at times, uh, but he's very fun and very supportive of the business. Okay. Well, I hope we see him when the ship comes to the UK. That well, would be great. Oh, I think we'll, I think we'll arrange to get him there. Okay. Now, very quickly, because uh, they're throwing us out here, Tom. Sounds like it. <laughs> Something about cabins that you need to tell first mates all about, and what are you hoping for on a uh, set sail day so we have thought long and hard about how do we make cabins a differentiator that's hard to do the industry has been studying this for for 40 years um, but we you know Virgin Atlantic has done great things with the with the cabins uh, on on the Virgin Atlantic aircraft we've been studying it from almost day one when I came on board so almost four years ago how do we create a different way to utilize the cabin how do we structure it and design it in a way that it makes it flexible and what do our customers, what do our, our, our sailors want? So what they told us is they want to be flexible. They want more room. They want to feel more room. It's hard to make the cabins bigger, but how do we make the cabins feel bigger? So we have the, this concept where we have the configuration where there's basically a, a, a two uh, day beds that put together, two sofas. Yeah. Uh, so in the daytime, you can hire, bring friends in there. We've been in there and have 12 people in the cabin comfortably before. We have to mock up cabins here, both here in the UK and in the US. Um, so we've tested a lot, but you fold those beds together easily. Our people set it up, they put a fantastic top already crate, a, fa a great bed, but not only a great bed, but a very comfortable bed. People say, oh my gosh, you're going to put a, a, a sofa bed, bed and yeah. it's not going to be comfortable. No, these beds are very comfortable. Okay. And we made sure that we didn't sacrifice anything and along the way. And you course, you're creating a much more social environment for people to yeah, use their cabins for more than just time. going back and sleeping in. That's right, right. Okay. And our, then our, our, our sailors will be social. They'll be meeting friends and bringing folks back and having parties and do that. Type. We, and we, you know, we kind of want to We want to encourage that. that. Okay. Yeah. You've been really up. impressed with how many people have signed up to be first mates. We and have over 10,000 first mates in the U.S. Wow. That have signed up to, to start selling. And what about in the U.K.? I don't know the exact amount. Oh, but, Tom. But I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't know but you numbers. must be pleased with it because you've increased your sales team, haven't we, you? We have in uh, the UK. We, you know, we started. We thought this was going to be a one-man show with with Shane here, and um, we have decided that we really want to blow it out in the UK. It's going to be a big market, like, as I said before. We have the highest awareness, so we've tripled the size of our, of our sales force. We're going to have three now focused in the UK. Uh, we think it's going to be a big market for us. Um, we hope that all of your your your, your readers uh, come out and support us. Um, it's a it's going to be a fantastic experience. We're starting off with a shorter 554 itineraries, but for the UK market, that's great because you can combine a five night yeah, I was gonna and say a they five can do night a and a four night or, yeah. and do two different itineraries yeah. back to back. Plus, tack on, you know, a, a few days in my hometown, Miami, why not, and have some fun on, on, on South Beach. Brilliant. So, a lot of great things to do. All right, Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure spending time with you today, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in great. Southampton in May. Thanks for the interview, and thanks for a great evening. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review on the Apple Podcasts app where you can also find all our other episodes. Next time, we have Kuoni's Derek Jones and Dean Harvey. That's out on March the 21st.